You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Cinema Geekly's NXT Companion Podcast. It is Anthony and Jacqueline, and we are back talking WWE's NXT on the WWE Network. I mean, it really is part of WWE, Jacqueline, whether we want to admit it or not, but... No. It's it's no. just a weird pocket universe, though. It, I, I don't even think it's fair to call it, like, WWE... I don't know. It's not like WWE NXT... I know, but the logo is still around on some things. Like, I think it might even be on the belts, like, really small somewhere. I don't know. I don't know. I like to think of them as separate entities. They kind of are. I mean, look, when when somebody yeah. gets called up, to me, it's like they've, they've left the show. They've lost. Yeah. yeah. I'll never see that mm-hmm. character again. Um, it's like when your favorite character dies in Game of Thrones. So, I want to quickly talk about NXT UK real quick. They're still at Download Festival, but I enjoy this episode much more than... Uh, the last one. A couple of fun things to note. Uh, Joseph Connors was involved in the first match, and I'm not a big fan of this guy. He seems pretty bland and boring to me. Uh, yes. But he managed to have a pretty fun six-minute match with Mark Andrews, who... I like Mark Andrews! I've never seen Mark Andrews more at home anywhere than on this Download Festival show. So Mark Andrews has a band called Junior, of which he is the lead singer. Uh, He sings his own theme music when he comes down to the ring. And he comes down to the ring and he's doing this arm-waving concert thing. And most crowds are pretty polite to him. And there's a few... There's a smidgen, a handful of people waving their arms around. And I'm like, okay, well, there's enough of them there that it's not embarrassing. It's, it would right. be embarrassing if, like, three people were doing it. He comes out here, like, everyone is doing this arm-waving thing. Because they're, like, at a concert festival. He's, like, at home. Yeah. And he this had, is, These are his people. He had the biggest smile on his face. He's like, everyone's doing the thing. <laughs> he was so happy about it. And they had a pretty fun match. And the best part is Mark Andrews won. And then they he, he oh. waved his hand some more, and they waved their hands along with him. So they was, waved back at him. Uh, the highlight, uh, you know, actually, no, this was also fun. Before I get to the highlight of the episode, uh, the hunt, they were outside of the festival tent, and oh God. they were screaming and kicking things. They were very mad about what Gallus had done to them. And Dave Mastiff walked up to these guys, and... Uh, says that he has a problem with Gallus, and the hunt just grunted and screamed at him. And then he's like, you know, we need to do something about this. He's like, do you want to be the hunt or do you want to be the hunted? And they growled growled and screamed at him some more, but in a fashion that seemed to agree with Dave Mastiff. So I think they may be teaming to face Gallus. Okay, cool. Real highlight of the show, James, Drake, and Zach Gibson cut a promo they, yes! come, they come out here in their suits. 
Uh, they come out here in their fancy shoes, but their fancy shoes are covered in grocery bags to protect them from the mud. Oh my god. Oh my god. Zach Gibson. I didn't even see this, and I know this is going to be glorious. Uh, <laughs> Zach Gibson says that he is upset that Johnny Saint is making them defend their tag team titles in front of a field of sweaty, dirty goths. And the crowd cheered. Uh, and then he told them not to cheer because that was not a compliment. <laughs> he called them sweaty oh and dirty. He says he, he can't believe how much they were able to pay for tickets to this concert, but none of them could clearly afford the very cheap price of deodorant. Uh, oh my God. He was just ripping into these people. Uh, he he seems like he has fun with this stuff. Like, he oh yes. really does. <laughs> yes. Um, and <laughs> he says, don't blame the mud or the rain uh, for my behavior. Because he says he's been moving away from people like these uh, on the school bus before he, they could even say the word sweat. Uh, he made fun of all the music being played here. He said he's only hearing noise. He hasn't heard any real music. Uh, and he noted that they will be defending the titles against Mustache Mountain. So that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Literally, if you say Zach Gibson is on a show, it get it just gets a million times better. He's a lot of fun to watch talk, for sure. He really is. Uh, main event was also pretty good. Uh, Travis Banks getting his championship match yeah. against Walter. Uh, Travis did not last long, though. He lasted sub-nine minutes. Aww, they had a guy. They had a good match. It was under ten minutes. I think they could have had a better one had it gone longer, but I don't think that was the uh, intention here. Intention. Yeah, Walter brutalized him, chopped him really hard, powerbombed him, and pinned him to retain the title. Uh, so so then who's going to face Alter at the pay-per-view? So I am not sure just yet. I, I wonder if they're going to do a title match, or I wonder if they're going to do some sort of, like, Imperium versus British Strong style match. Mm, mm-hmm. Okay. But I'm, but I'm not positive. I, I don't know for sure what they're doing yet. Uh, they announced for next week, the uh, Piper Niven Rhea Ripley match and the Grizzled Young Vets versus Mustache Mountain for the tag titles. So and so they're still at the festival then for next week. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, cool. Okay. So before we move on and talk about NXT proper, uh, let's thank the good people over at Think Geek for helping sponsor the show. Cinemageekly.com slash Think Geek or click the support us link in the show notes for this episode. Uh, so we're on episode number 513 of NXT yeah. proper. Made and... it. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> now the goal, make it to 514. Uh, yep. So the episode opened right away with the first match of the breakout tournament. And uh-huh. we got Joaquin Wild or Walkin' Wild. Uh, as I found myself constantly saying, as I say his name more frequently. Uh, mm. And as it turns out, Jacqueline, it's Angel, Angel. Garza. And you know what? Yep. At first, I'm like, don't know how I feel about them using Angel. It feels weird, right? But they go to his video package. And he's like, you know why they call me Angel? Look at my face. Look at my perfect body. <laughs> and he comes out here. And there's this annoying, and there's this loud, annoying NXT fan who's like all of the shows. He's like, he looks like he's like six foot three. His face is uh-huh. constantly oh, yeah. red from screaming. 
Uh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. He was front and center at the AEW show, actually, now that I mention cool. it. Uh, <laughs> also doing the same thing, yelling and screaming. He goes to f- give Angel a high five, and he uh, avoids it, but then kisses the hand of the old lady who's right next to him. <laughs> and before this match even started, I'm like, oh my god, this dude is like exploding with personality. Yep. He's and pretty good. He, they get in there, and they have a pretty good match. Uh, Athletic. Yeah, very athletic. A lot of cool spots. Some lucha stuff. uh, Some wacky submissions. Some really cool transitions and things like that. Uh, Angel Garza is wearing tearaway pants. So at some point, he tears them away. And the crowd, by which I mean, I think mostly ladies, go crazy. Uh, It it was just like, you could tell he's a showman. Oh my god, yeah. He has so much personality. It's yeah, the really charisma's crazy. oozing. I was as yeah. I was watching this match, I'm like, "There's no way this guy can stay like a heel for long because <laughs> he's so charming. Like, it's just people you, are just gonna love him." You know who he's gonna join forces with, right? Um, who are you thinking? Tyler Breeze. Ah, see, because he reminded me of Velveteen Dream. Like, Dream was so like it's not the same mm. type of charisma, but he was so charismatic. Like it was okay, only a matter of time. It. it was only a matter of time before people started falling in love with him. And okay. like I already fell in love with this guy. I'd never seen Garza Jr. I've only heard the name. I'd never right. seen any of his matches. Uh most lucha guys, when they bring them in from Mexico, most of them don't have this particular kind of charisma. Uh, they've got kind of well, like their it's own. A, it's a different setup, yeah. This guy came in, he just wowed me. I'm like, oh my god! I think I already love this guy in his one match, so Probably. I'm I'm in. He uh, so they did their they did their back and forth. Uh, Garza hits like a, a Spanish fly off the top rope for a near fall, and uh, he finishes the match with like a the the announcers call it a butterfly stunner, some really weird package hooked him up thing, and then jumped and dropped on his butt. Must have killed this guy because. It, it stunned was, him enough to win. It, he was out for the count, yes. Yeah. So what, what did you think of this match between two people that I'm guessing are completely brand new to you? Yeah, that I never knew before. Um, f- so first of all, I, I want to say I really like that they're doing this. Mm-hmm. I think it is a very smart way to use their new talent and introduce them yes. to people who may not know them. And um, so, again, I think... NXT does it better than WWE. Oh yeah. Um, by ha- by really showcasing pe- new people. Mm-hmm. Um, for you're right. For two people, I did not know. I thought this was uh, very enjoyable. Um, I like the more athletic, gymnasty type of matches. So mm-hmm. this was um, exciting for me. I hated Joaquin Wilde's hair, though. Yeah. What is with like the highlighter lines in his cut? I don't know. Well, but we need to talk about it. I don't know. If, I don't know if you heard. I don't know if you've heard the catchphrase that he's carried over from his stint in Impact Wrestling. Obviously, obviously not. But his his catchphrase is not necessarily a catchphrase, but it's him making the air horn sound, the beep 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 that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is his catchphrase because where he was in. <laughs> Originally, so like when they announced the people last week, they're like, you know, Jordan Miles, a.k.a. ACH, like they gave their old names. 
Yeah. Uh, Joaquin Wilde was AKA DJZ. That's oh, because so he he's was a pub a, kid. Yeah, he was a DJ. Yeah. Oh. He literally he was. He's carrying some of that gimmick uh, here. But- but was he actually a DJ? I don't, now I need to know more. I don't think so. Uh, he was like he was like part of a tandem with, uh, or not a tandem, a trifecta with uh, these two guys who were kind of like Jersey Shore esque. No, tag oh, team. I already hate it. Yeah, gross. And he came out with like a DJ board, and like they were in the ring wrestling and stuff. If they'd hit a big move, he'd hit like the air horn button. Uh, okay, that's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but when he does it, like when he does it with his mouth, it's kind of, some people got into it and did it a little bit, but most people didn't. To me, his entrance gear is like the thing that he stands out with. Like it looks really cool. The light light, up stuff, light up vest and helmet thingy looked really cool. And he's good. Oh no, he's definitely good. But like, it just, I was like, oh man, you should just walk out with Kushida. Yeah. They'd be a fun team. Yeah. He looks like. The bad guys in Back to the Future 2 when they go to the future. <laughs> and, and Kushida is Marty McFly. So, yes. like, it works. <laughs> Maybe they can just feud with each other then over that. Yeah. You stole my thing. <laughs> he can steal. He can. Kushida can start coming up with a hoverboard. And Joaquin Wilde can steal it. Yep. Um. <laughs> and then they have a skateboard off. And Tony Hawk is there. Let's just make Back to the Future. Hey, too. you gotta you gotta include you gotta include celebrity involvement into this. Yes. Yes. Um, and of course, the soundtrack by Huey Lewis. Oh well, I mean, I think that was a given, but sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, sure. Let's crack open the the Grapple app here. Uh, Grapple. Grapple app. Uh, what would you give Angel Garza and Joaquin Wilde? Two seven five. Oh, okay. So I was. I, I think love- I'm low. You're a little lower than the Grapple app, and you're way lower than me. I give this three and a half. I thought this was excellent. Uh, but Grapple app gave it 3.31 in aggregate. So you're much closer yeah. to Grapple than I was. Yeah, and I will say, I I probably would have scored it higher, except that it wasn't as memorable to me as some other things that happened on the show. <laughs> There is one thing that was so memorable to me on this show, and I don't know if it's the same thing that was memorable to you. If you're talking about something in the main event, then it's not the most memorable thing that happened to me on this show. But No. Um, but let's go through and see. <laughs> we'll find out. Let's keep going. Um, they had a Kushida uh, video package uh, where he spoke. Also not the most memorable thing. <laughs> no, he spoke completely in Japanese, which I'm okay with as long as they subtitle it. Uh, he says he plans to continue his success in WWE. He says that uh, in the w- he's in the WWE because the best are here. He wants to prove that he's the best. Um, mm-hmm. And that's pretty much it. That's fair enough. They need to give him a good rival. Yeah. I, I feel like that's... I feel like they, they, they've... I mean, come on. His first thing against Apollo... Who? Mm. Who did he go... Not Apollo. Drew nope. Before that. Oh, no. Oh, Cassius Ono, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ono. First debut. Apollo Ono, Cassius Ono, that's same, where I was going. Practically the same person. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, yeah, they need, I think they need to give him someone better. Mm-hmm. Mm, I agree. Yeah. I feel like they haven't let him shine yet. I'm excited for that tale. Uh A reporter tried to get a word with Damien Priest outside of Full Sail University, but <laughs> he was having none of this. He's like, no, nah, no, nah, I don't want to talk about my my matches or anything. He's like, that was just a taste. You haven't seen, he's like, I didn't even do anything essentially is what he said. 
He's Respect like, just, the yeah. honesty. <laughs> yes. He's like, I didn't even do anything. He's like, the best is yet to come. And then he walked off into the darkness. Do you think they named Angel Garza Angel? So when he faces Damien Priest, it's super... <laughs> Like, Very religious y. Yeah, yeah. Lots of like imagery. We'll yeah. Like wings and, <laughs> and fire. Of course. I, I see I see the theatrics in this match, so I hope it comes true at some point. Or they could <laughs> or they could be a team. It'd be like a weird odd couple team. Hmm. They could be called Heaven and Hell. Ah, there you go. Yeah, okay. I'm on board. Uh this may or may not have been an NXT Tag Team Championship match. Uh, the Street Profits came out to, to celebrate. They were interrupted by Montez... Or not Montez. Montez Ford is part of the Street Profits. They were interrupted by the Forgotten Sons. And, Gross. Yeah, I wasn't pleased about this. They jaw-jacked for a little bit. Uh, Street Profits talking about how they want smoke, which I guess is a phrase that doesn't mean smoking anything, but they want action. Is sure. that what that is? I don't know. I'm not one of the kids. I don't they are fighting champions, is what they're saying. Yes. Uh, and they said that they're going to put the titles on the line against the Forgotten Sons right now, I think. Uh, but even the announcers were questioning whether or not this is actually a match for the titles. And Nigel McGuinness, of course, is saying, it's like, well, they said it was. You know, that's good enough for me. <laughs> but Nigel is supposed to often be, like, the bad guy announcer. Uh, oh, is he? Uh, sometimes. He tends to side with the bad guys more often than... I was going to say, I often find him to be the voice of reason. <laughs> it's weird. Sometimes he is. Yeah. He uh, switches. So, uh, they were having a pretty basic tag match for about a minute. And then Riker interfered, and there was a DQ. Of course he does. Uh, and then Lorcan and Birch made the save and helped out uh, the Brit Am Brawlers, and they ended up with the Street Profits' belts in their hands, and then they very tensely gave them back, and Danny Birch told Angelo Dawkins that these belts are yours, they're not ours right now, but you owe us one. Oh! Uh, so I'm going to go ahead... I have a few ahead. things I want to say about this. Oh, go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and pretend that this wasn't for the tag team titles, because, uh, like, fair. officially. Because if uh, it was, it would be really dumb of Jackson Riker to just get his team DQ'd. If the belts yeah. are on the line. It would be. But the Forgotten Sons are also real dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, the few things I liked about this, um, the Forgotten Sons, what are their names? Cutler and Blake? Yes. I like that they don't let them talk, but they just make them look like angry dogs. Mm-hmm. Like, just like, whatever. And they do that pretty well. Their yeah. wrestling's still horrible. But at least they, they the amp up is, is decent. Yeah. But I will also say, who is the American? Oni Lorkin? Or Birch? Uh, Lorkin is from Boston, yes. So Lorkin, okay. Yeah. I love Lorkin's angry face. <laughs> He's got it a, is the amazing... Funniest, it is the funniest thing in the world to me. It's so he great. he looks like a cartoon character. Oh, yes. It, remind, it reminds me of something from, like, Hey Arnold. And <laughs> it is just wonderful. It so, really is. I, I respect it. Sometime when you have too much free time on your hands... Okay. Because this is what this would involve. You need to go back and watch the TakeOver event that had uh, the Brit M. Brawlers against Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong for the tag titles. It opened one of the TakeOvers. I don't remember which one off the top of my head. I want to say maybe like Chicago 2 or something like that. But we had a moment, a moment that you would love that you 
and it just sparked <laughs> in my mind talking about how cartoonish uh, Oni Lorcan's facial Lorcan. expressions can be. There was a moment where Lorcan had Roddy in like a, a half crab submission. So he's kind of standing okay. there holding Roddy's leg. And Kyle goes to break this up by giving Oni like a running kick to the face. But because Oni is tough, like he's so tough, like he doesn't let go of the hold. Instead, he, he just... He leans into the kick? <laughs> well, he takes he takes the kick, but then he snap he snaps his head back at Kyle, like staring at him, and makes like a mean cartoon face. And Kyle is also the master of cartoonish yeah. responses, and he does, like, a cartoonish what face? It's so great. I'm going to have to watch that. Anyway. Um, I also really love that the Street Profits literally go into the crowd oh, to start their yes. matches now. Yes. I am loving it. Okay, so, the bad news. Yeah. They, they came into the ring. They said, we're going to have a match. And the bell rang for it to start, and the bell rang for it to end. So, therefore, this has a rating on the Grapple app, Jacqueline. This match that went one minute. I will say this. Yeah. I like it. If you're going to do a DQ finish like this, I've seen episodes of Raw or SmackDown where they'll have a match and it'll go 15, almost 20 minutes, and then they'll do a DQ. If you're going to do it, it's not worth it. If you're going to do a crummy ending to a match, I'd rather it go a minute than 20 minutes. I agree. That being said, I gave this match one half star. Oh, I was going to say like one and a quarter. Okay, so you're actually closer to Grapple App, who gave it 1.24. I was way less generous. I'm like, what? Right there. This match went a look, minute. I need to, look, I would have given it more just because the Street Profits were in it, because mm-hmm. I love them. Now to go to but... the opposite end of the spectrum. <laughs> Keith Lee and Nikos Rikos. What in, a name. In the highlight, Jacqueline, of my year. <laughs> so this dude comes out, Nikos Rikos. He's from New Jersey. But clearly, <laughs> given his name, he is Greek, I would imagine. Uh, well, given, he had the Greek flag on his pants. So this which ma- his, pa- his pants were weird, right? Was this the guy yeah. who like, had shorts on one side okay. and like pants on the other? So yeah. this guy, this guy came out in, this is like historical Hall of Fame, Hall of Awful worthy. This is some of the worst wrestling gear I've ever seen in my life. He had one nipple showing. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, he kind of had like the one strap, uh, like Andre the Giant Big Show uh, type thing, but also like one leg was completely covered, but the other leg yeah. was completely bare. And also this was a little bit too big for him. And also it was pleather from top yes. to bottom. And forget the one shoulder thing. It was a full sleeve. Oh, that's right. One side was a full sleeve. It was a full sleeve and then showed the, the other side showed the nipple. And then on the opposite, I was like, what is this? Who signed off on this? This was like, and it had a Greek flag. And then on his butt, it said like, Upa or Opa or something. Opa. Yeah. And oh my God. This I, guy was a mess. I was laughing so hard and then I heard the thing that really made this whole thing for me before the match starts because Keith Lee's in there and he's looking at Nikos Rikos wondering how he ended up here in his life. What the hell? And and Beth Phoenix on commentary. I think a lot of people maybe missed this Uh because people were just too busy staring at Nikos here. 
But <laughs> she says that Nikos told her that his physique is his greatest weapon. And I'm like, oh my god, he's dead. He's dead. Oh, I'm so glad Beth Phoenix is on the announced team, and I mean that. Like, I like her. <laughs> that was such an that incredible. Awesome. That was such an incredible line. Uh, That's a really good line, actually. And then the first thing Keith Lee does is give this man a pounce, like the running shoulder tackle, and he goes flying. Oh yeah, he went like out of the ring. And then Keith picks him up, and then he gives him the limit breaker and pins him. Two moves. Yep. Uh, the crowd oh, basked. Look. The crowd basked in Keith Lee's glory. Normally, Jacqueline, I know you're not a fan of these matches, but if yeah. you're going to do a match like this, the opponent this has to be this. The opponent has to be comically bad. Yes, like to the <laughs> point of like just laughing out loud, and then the good guy has to destroy him immediately. Yeah, no. This is this is how it's done. Like we had two really short matches in a row, and mm. that was perfect. Um. The one thing I want to say about Keith Lee, though, I love that every time when he comes out and the crowd starts chanting, like, bask in his glory, yes. he always looks so surprised. Yeah, like, <laughs> And uh-huh. I'm like, yeah, he's, he looks, like, touched and surprised. I'm like, oh, okay, like, I'll, I'll accept this in. And I'm just like, damn, Keith Lee, you humble SOB. <laughs> uh, so, needless to say, the Grapple app gave this 1.31 stars, and I was more generous. Yeah. I, yeah, I would have been a little more generous for this one. I went too. with I went with two. Wow, which is ju- I was gonna say one seven five. Two is just two is like a half star below average. This match yeah. was not average. It was like a two move squash match. But it was I, just so damn entertaining. I had so much fun with Nikos Rikos. Like I'm, I'm never gonna forget that name either. It's such a ridiculous name. No, I'm probably gonna forget the name, but I'm gonna be like, remember that guy with the weird Greek flag outfit? Pleather, like, <laughs> the pleather. God, it was such a. It's a horrible outfit. All do you know what awful. it looked like? Hmm. You remember? Well, I don't even remember the video, but remember Missy Elliott? She ha- used to wear that tracksuit. <gasps> the track. Oh, I thought you were talking about like the the music the video bag. where she's got the trash bag. Yeah, yes. yeah, that's it. That's what he looked like, but yeah. like with weird cuts. Yeah, like someone was on Project Runway and was like, "I can make that into yeah. an outfit for you." Nikos Rikos unable to flip it and reverse it for this match because he was <laughs> oh my god it's an all time bat it really it does look like somebody just took a hefty bag and then just like <laughs> sewed on a Greek flag yep Oof. and cut out some weird parts it's not good it was amazingly <laughs> bad yeah it looked Oof. it looked like he wanted to cut the sleeve short but screwed up and was like ah screw it I'll just leave it like this. <laughs> All-time bad, oh. but also, therefore, also, all-time great. Memorable. Uh, uh, we got another great thing, though, after this. The yes. newly crowned NXT champion Adam Cole is on a celebration tour, and a film crew is documenting his journey. He flew on a private jet so he could wrestle at Download Festival and noted that when Johnny Gargano was the NXT champion, he never got a private jet to go anywhere. I wonder uh, if it's an actual if it was an actual private jet or just one that they rented for the segment. This was <laughs> this was also uh by the way, it's officially called the Bay Bay Championship Celebration Tour. It's the dumbest shit I've ever uh, heard. <laughs> he stopped to cut promos on his own greatness. Uh he went to Download Festival and hung out with Corey Taylor from Slipknot, defended his championship against Dave Mastiff, and then we cut to Adam Cole back in the States and he's on the phone with Roderick Strong and he asked Roddy if he had 
if he had set up the order properly. And then Roddy assures him that he has. And then Adam Cole steps out of his limousine at a sandwich shop named Gargano's. Uh oh. What a what a jerk! This was awesome. Adam Cole this was is pretty awesome. Yeah, he's such a good bad guy. He really is. Um, I'm excited for this weird tour he has. I'm also excited that he is going to play like the or to play. Um to like the download festival and doing these matches that are seemingly like or that or yeah that are off camera matches because mm-hmm. I'm like oh huh, maybe he's still gonna show up at house shows because yeah. a lot of most of the time they don't so yeah I think that's cool he's the people's champ but he like sure the is. worst kind of people's <laughs> champ yes he's the I people's know. champ for all of those horrible people you see on Twitter commenting on things Ugh. he's the champion of those people uh Main event, NXT Women's Champion Shannon Baszler defending against Io Shirai inside of a steel cage. Uh, so, they beat the hell out of each other. Shayna, of course, is in her element, Jacqueline. She yeah, thrives she inside of cages. She does. In fact, she wore her MMA gloves, which means Io was in for a beating and she took one. Uh, but so was Shayna. Both did, yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, they really beat each other up pretty bad. Uh Near the end of the match, Io uh, was going to try to escape the cage, but Jessamine Duke, Marina Shafir, they came out to sort of block the entrance. Uh, and despite her best efforts, Io was unable to uh, to kind of keep them away. Uh, I think at one point it was Jessamine who got inside of the cage. Candice LeRae, like, ran down to help, and Candice ended up diving off of the top of the cage. Onto... Yeah, Mar- no, Marina made it, and Jessamine, or... Jessamine she took out on the outside, didn't she? Or vice versa? I don't I, know. I may have been. I don't I actually don't remember now. Uh, but I oh know, no, you're right. It was Jessamine on was the inside okay. because I remember in the in the replay, like she caught Candace very well. Oh yes, yes, <laughs> they yes. Did yes. the slow mo replay, and I was just like, "Damn, girl!" For someone who doesn't really like who hasn't wrestled all that much, that was nice. Like because she could have hurt herself. And yeah, <laughs> I mean, Candace was jumping from a very high a very high place. So yeah, yeah. it's uh so. They were blocking the door, so Io tried to climb over, and that's when Marina tried climbing up, and that's when Candace came in and threw her down, and then she climbed up to the top to make sure that Io was okay. And then that's yep. when she did the dive on the inside to Jessamine, because Jessamine had gone inside to pull Shayna out through the door. So Candace right. jumps off of the top of the cage onto Jessamine, and then Io does a top-of-the-cage moonsault to uh, Shayna. Shayna. And then both of them are dead. Eo tries climbing to the door to escape, and Shayna is climbing after her. And Eo makes it to the door, but Shayna gets her in the Kirafuda clutch in the ropes just as Eo is trying to get through the door. And she almost fades, but she grabs, she manages to like grab the cage door to like slam it into Shayna's head to get Shayna to break it. And she successfully gets Shayna to break it. She knocks her out. But Shayna falls out of the cage before Io, oh. and Shayna wins the match without even knowing she won the match. And Shayna sells the surprise great. Like, she has her music's playing, and the referee's handing her the belt, and she has no idea why. Yep, uh, she looks disoriented. And then post-match... Hold on, before we get okay. to post-match, because I feel like you're going to have some thoughts on it. Okay. Um, I would just like to say... Um, it, this was a little slow in the beginning, but I think mm-hmm. that these ladies really did a good job towards the end with like the action and all that. And I was just super impressed mm-hmm. with um, 
with Candace yep. in this, for sure. Yep. That's all I have to say first. I thought this or, was I thought this was an excellent cage match. I thought yeah, this was no, this really was good. this was well done. I thought it was really like the way when even when you had Shayna like literally throwing EO through the ropes onto the um onto into the cage, mm-hmm. I was like that's well done. Mm-hmm. And painful. <laughs> oh yeah. They were really taking it to each other. Uh so EO like Candace is trying to help EO, but EO like throws her down, starts pounding on her, the crowd's booing, and then EO stops. Like, oh, what am I doing? Uh, but Kind of like Johnny Gargano used to. A little bit. Uh, and then she gets out of the ring, but then it sets in on her that she has failed again. And this time she was so close, and she didn't, she didn't do it again. Uh, and she grabs a chair, and she gets back into the cage, and she starts going to town, on Candace again. She opens the chair and gives Candace a, a suplex onto the open chair, which did not look like fun. Nope. And then EO uh, gets out of the ring and she is screaming at fans in Japanese. And every once in a, every now and again, she would say something like, I don't need friends. Uh, yep. She would say, I don't need Candace. And then she said something about like, I heard Kyrie. But I don't know if she was like, Kyrie's my only friend, or if she's like, I don't need Kyrie. Uh, Probably. Full on bad guy turn for Io Shirai here. A fantastic heel turn for her. Mm hmm. It really was. I think she she needed it too, if they weren't going to put the title on her. For sure. I think it'll make her a little more interesting too. Like, she can't ride. You have too many. um, You have too many faces in the women's side. Mm -hmm. Yes. You do, and you only have Shayna, Marina, and Jessamine as the as your as your bad people, bad guys. Mm-hmm. So um, you needed someone in between. So, yes, because yeah. uh, Bianca Belair kind of straddles the line a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, but she isn't but say, always there. Yeah, and I was I I put her in the category as like a Velveteen Dream, mm-hmm. where like they're never fully one or the other. So here's what's got me excited, Jacqueline, that they're doing this. Uh, So they're doing Shayna Baszler and Mia Yim. I believe that's what they're setting up for the next big title match. Yes. This leads me to think that there might be... Again, I presume Mia and Shayna is on the next TakeOver. This might lead to this being the first TakeOver that has two women's matches on it. They could be leading to Io and Candice in like a grudge match. Have you been reading the uh, spoilers? Because I have. No, I have not. <laughs> because this is what uh, a few of the different outlets have um, have been predicting. Now, ah. not saying that I read spoilers regularly. Mm. I just forget which ones I read, and then just keep going, and then just find different sites that have them. Yes. Um, so, but several are reporting that. <laughs> well, I mean, I the Mia the Mia Shana thing makes sense because she's been calling out Shana. She's been winning matches, and they did that personality profile on her. Um, yeah, so oh, that no, makes, they're for sure going to do so that. So that makes yeah. sense. But I don't know if they're going to do EO and Candice, but the the room is certainly there for it. And that's Candice has really not done much. Oh, you know what? We missed a, we, we did, we missed a segment. I forgot. There oh, was about a, there Killian was a, Dane? There was a, well, they did do like a short Killian Dane video. It was uh-huh. really short. Uh, but no, there was it. a, there was a Born and Bougie segment. Oh, yeah. Is that hmm. even is that even listed in here? 
Probably not. It was so short. There's so much that happened in this episode. No, but they were basically making fun of Mia Yim. They're like, since when is being poor and coming from the street something to applaud? Uh, They talked about Uh, how beautiful and privileged they are. Uh, And they requested that when they face Mia Yim that she should keep wearing her bandana and her hat so they don't have to look at her ugly face. So, a solid born and bougie Don't love the tactics, but it happened. Yeah. Um, They're mean girls. Definitely. But, uh, but yeah, I'm hoping that they do set up two women's matches for the next takeover. That would be exciting. Me too. Yeah. Uh, and I think they, I think, I think EO and Candace could totally, uh, carry that spot. Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. so let's go to the grapple app for Shayna and EO. I was pretty high on this match, but I'm curious to know what you'd give it. Three. Okay. So I was higher. What? Uh, yeah, three point seven five. I almost went four. Wow! With oh this my one. gosh! And the people of Grapple App, they're with me on this one. Three point eight seven. In fact, they're wow. slightly higher than I am on aggregate. They really are. I think what's what is pulling my rankings down though, and this isn't their fault. It's my sure. own thing. Sure. I just I don't like long matches mm-hmm. on like the weekly shows. I'm like, no. Yeah. I don't this think that it's the place for them. Yeah, and I think that was where my downfall hey, was. Kelvin but Barry it, is with you. He gave this match also a three. Kelvin, you get it. Yeah, so there's at least... I mean, most everybody else is doing like three. Uh, most people are giving it four, which I thought was a... Yeah. Uh, here's another person who gave it three. You are not alone. I'm yeah. sure there's some person in here who gave it under three, so... I'll, they're jackasses, and we're not friends with them. <laughs> yeah, they're not. They're incorrect in their opinion, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I was just really happy with that. I thought it was a really good main event. Yeah, this one. Yeah, this was very good, and um, yeah, and now and now I think we're we're finally going to put that EO Shayna rivalry to rest. Yep, and move on to the next thing. Yes, man. They could That'd even be good. They could even team up now, for all we know. Yeah, and hopefully no one gets moved up in the meantime. Oof. Well, let's hope nobody gets moved up ever again. Yeah! <laughs> I don't want to see that happen. Because uh, as, as we speak, the Street Profits did appear on Monday Night Raw as we record Aww. this. But it, if it, based on everything I've seen, it feels more like a weird cameo than they were called up. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. But I don't know. We, we shall see. Um, all right, that's a, that's a wrap for this week's episode. Head on over to cinemageekly.com. Check out the archives of this show. And, of course, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher. Just search for What Comes NXT. Hit subscribe. Come back next time. Uh, I don't think there's an official main event announced for next week. But we will be back talking more NXT on the WWE Network with at least one thing that I know will be happening for sure. And that will be the continuation of the, oh, whatever they're calling it, the Breakout Star Tournament. That's what it's called. Yeah.